Hi there, and welcome back to the Conversation Machines podcast. This is Ayush Prakash. Okay, this episode is going to be a doozy. Immortality and capitalism. Everyone's favorite words. They seem to have no connection whatsoever. Immortality refers to living forever. Capitalism is, by all accounts, an economic system. On the surface, there's no real resemblance. Here's the catch. They are inextricably linked. Through recent tech advances fueled by capitalism, we are reaching a stage in history where immortality is not a question of if, but a question of when. This makes for a very interesting further question. How does capitalism take advantage of you when you are eventually immortal? That's exactly what we'll be talking about in today's episode. So if you're new here, welcome, and if you're returning, welcome back. Now, let's start our conversation of immortality, the new frontier of capitalism. it, we all dream of really being immortal. For some odd reason, we fear death and want to live forever. Before I get into a philosophical discussion of death, which I'll save for a later episode, we must confess that immortality is something we really actually want. And if there is a market need for it, you can bet your life, pun intended, that someone is working on achieving immortality for the masses. Since we want immortality, we have to figure out how to get it. Technology is advancing at an alarming rate, giving us much longer lifespans and overall quality of life. Will we reach the point in technological advancement which gives us immortality? Well, let's take a look at some research pertaining to exactly that. Jeff Bezos and Peter Thiel come up the most often when conducting simple Google searches. Bezos has invested in Altos Labs, an anti-aging startup which seeks biological reprogramming. In plain English, mind you, this means restoring health to the cells that die. Even Google co-founder Larry Page has been investing in biotech companies specializing in longevity. This was way back in 2013. It seems that those with money, power, and status don't want to die anytime soon. How fitting. If you were wondering about how we could achieve immortality through technology, don't worry, I've got you covered. Things like digital consciousness, nanobots, and organ printing. Let's go through each of those one by one to get a better understanding of what they mean and how they can give us immortality. Digital consciousness seems like a good place to start. Simply upload your brain or your mind inside a machine or the cloud, and now you're digitally immortal or digitally uploaded. Unless someone hits the power switch, then no one really knows what happens next. Digital consciousness brings up a slew of ethical issues which I won't get into for the sake of time. But to give you a taste, Imagine you didn't have physical constraints, like needing to sleep, eat, drink, procreate, or any of those other really disgusting human characteristics. How much more would you be able to accomplish if your mind was not physical atoms, but digital bits of code? Moving on, nanobots are my favorite to talk about. They make the most sense when talking about immortality. Nano-sized robots could infiltrate your bloodstream and attack anything foreign to your body. Cancer and other diseases could be spotted and killed at the root, rather than growing and needing surgery or treatment years down the line. The best part? You don't have to do anything because it's all automated inside your own body. Personally, this is the advancement I am most looking forward to. Organ printing seems self-explanatory. 3D printing organs has always been talked about for quite some time. In fact, 
organ farms date back to 2014 or 2015. While organ printing alone does not justify immortality, it would certainly keep more people alive than dead, who are in need of more organs than can be supplied. So where does capitalism come into the conversation? Coincidentally, right now. I'll share a thought that spurred the creation of this episode. I was driving to work one day thinking about the future of the world and my place in it. Personally, I've always wanted to live forever. I really think it's a accurate possibility in a century for humans to create the means of living beyond thousands of years. But then I started questioning how we would go about doing this. We know that Apple and Google effectively control us, limiting our access to things, infringing on our privacy, and storing and selling all of our data. What's the next stage of capitalism when humans are living for time spans that are currently incomprehensible? Well, my dark and pessimistic mind connected these dots, and frankly, it's nothing good. Basically, if you are looking to become immortal, you'll have to surrender your life to the company. What do I mean by surrender, you may ask? Well, you'll have to be loyal to their product line, never buy their competitors' products, and be a guinea pig for them and whatever else they deem necessary to give you immortality. Effectively, you would be selling your soul for immortality. Now, how did I even come to this conclusion in the first place? That answer is relatively straightforward. Why would companies grant immortality without getting something in return? Living forever, or for a long time, is not as cheap as of yet. This means that those who want to live forever must be willing to sacrifice something. I predict that people will choose to sacrifice parts of their freedom in order to bypass mortality. Am I getting ahead of myself? It's possible I am. Every way I try to spin the ability for regular civilians to become immortal or close to immortal, it always comes back to the same point. The people administering the immortal medicine or procedure would require you to give up certain parts of your life. If it isn't being loyal to a company, it may be loyalty to a government, an ideology, a movement, or pessimistically even a race. It could mean that you segregate yourself into a new class of society called the Immortals, which sounds like a video game but could be a real societal class. Whichever form immortality emerges in, we will have to ask some tough and daunting questions. Who benefits from this? The rich? The poor? Just one of those? Or everyone? What are the consequences of immortality? Further planet deterioration? More suicides and homicides? religious activism against immortality because it's blasphemous? How do we, as humans, cope as immortals? What kind of psychological destruction can be caused on a mind that has lived for 500, 1,000, or 1 million years? How do religions update in the, in the case of immortality? And most importantly, do immortals still pay taxes? As technology and science race ahead, unlocking new features of the human experience, we will end up on many intersections that need serious consideration. I hope I have made the case, in this episode, that immortality is one of those major intersections. While we are still mortal, however, the most powerful and beneficial things we can do is keep the planet healthy, society functional, and lead happy lives. Since our time is indeed limited, and we still have the freedom to do so, this is the way to a meaningful and fulfilled life. Please feel free to use the topics I have presented to start the conversations you find interesting and important to you. The more we talk about what future we want, the more likely we are to build a future that we need.
Thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you soon.